Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm glad that we have a Bible, aren't you? I'm glad that we don't have to wonder, we don't have to uh, worry, but we can say we have the very Word of God. Thank God for the Bible. We sing that song here often, that old song, I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible, a light on my pathway to shine. It makes me so happy, always so happy. God's wonderful book, divine. There's no Bible or no book like the Bible, and thank God for uh, the Word of God. Well, I hope you're having a great day today. I trust that wherever you are, you're blessed and busy as you serve the Lord, and we sure have been busy here. In fact, I've been working on (coughs) messages for uh, our upcoming Sunday, and uh, (coughs) excuse me, got the two messages done, got Sunday school uh, almost ready, and done several broadcasts today, and I love it. I don't know how much time I spend a week in the Bible, and I understand that because of what I do, quote-unquote, I have to spend some time in the Bible, maybe that you don't, but I, I would say that I, I I don't know, maybe it's conservative to say 30 hours, 40 hours a week or something, just studying, reading the Bible, and uh, it's just all the time, in the morning, throughout the day, and then in the evening, and then at various times on the day, I have it on my phone, and if I think of something, a verse, I'll look it up and save it for later, meditate on it, and uh, I'm far from perfect, I fall short every single day but I tell you this, I love my Bible. And ever since I got saved, now before I got saved, I didn't like to read the Bible. I had a Bible, but I didn't want to read it. And when I did try, I didn't get it. Didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But when I got saved, it's amazing. The Holy Spirit of God that now lives within me gave me a love and a desire and a hunger to read the Bible. And I want to study, and I want to know more about my Lord, and it feeds my spirit, and I feel uh, better in the inner man. I'm strengthened when I read the Scripture. And I don't know about a Christian that doesn't want to open their Bible. kind of worries me. I hope that you've read your Bible today, and if not yet, then you go read it here in just a little bit. Maybe you study the Bible through as I uh, study it with you on this broadcast. Well, that's great as well. We're going to be in Second Peter chapter 2 again today. If you you've missed any of these studies, you can find us where you get your podcasts. Just type in Striving for Revival, and you'll find all these broadcasts saved and archived via the podcast, and that way you can listen at your leisure, and you can get up to date with us. Listen, binge listen if you want to. Listen to several a day, but we've gone through most of the New Testament just verse by verse, and we'll continue that today in Second Peter. Now, the context of this chapter is Peter has been warning against false teachers. He's taken the Bible gun and aimed it squarely at apostasy, and he's blasting away. He tells these Christians and us as we read that there's a big danger of false teachers creeping in privily, sneaking in to our churches. And when they do, they don't come empty-handed, and they don't come harmless, but they come with damnable heresies, heresies that are destructive, heresies that will kill, heresies that will destroy lives, and you got to watch out. 
for these false teachers. You gotta mark them and avoid them. You say, well, they're so nice. No, they're not nice. You say, they got a great disposition, but what about their position? And anything that's not inside the covers of this Bible or anything that is, but is twisted to fit an agenda and taken out of context, mark those people and avoid them. And here we find the reason why, the motivation. Peter begins to go into a long dissertation on the fact that judgment is coming. In fact, he said, their damnation slumbereth not. As this crowd is out there, wolves among sheep, destroying churches, mocking pastors, uh, uh, shipwrecking young Christians, all of these things, God is aware of that. God is taking note of that. These men and these ladies out there that are trashing the church and and, and defaming a, a preacher and just punching holes in the faith of innocent, unassuming people of God, can I say God is aware of that? And there is a judgment day coming for those devils. There is. And here's what the Bible said, if God spared not the angels that sinned, talking about when Lucifer rebelled and was cast out of heaven— but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And then he gives another example. If God judged the angels, but here's another example, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah. Now he's saying, or and if God didn't spare that wicked and perverse generation that Noah lived in, but God sent the flood to destroy them. And then in verse 6, it gives another example. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. He's saying, if God did not spare the angels that rebelled against him, and if God did not spare the world that rebelled against him, and if God did not spare the city, that had rebelled against him, God is not going to spare the apostate. God is not going to spare the false prophet. God is not going to spare the false teacher. That ought to scare the health and prosperity, the health and wealth false teacher of TBN. That ought to uh, uh, strike fear in the heart of uh, Kenneth Copeland and Rod Parsley and Joyce Meyer and Joel Osteen. You see, I ought not name names. I won't do it next. Well, I probably will. So just buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. That ought to scare the devil out of that crowd that is full of false teachers, twisting the truth, making merchandise. You send in your money, you sow your seed, and you'll be blessed, and you'll be rich. You'll never get sick. That is hard wash, that is foolishness, that is anti-Bible, and that crowd, as they sleep in their mansions and fly on their private jets and wear their $1,000 suits, ought to be shaking in their snakeskin loafers at the fact that God is going to judge the apostate. That's right. That crowd that is bitter and is trying to bust up good Bible-believing churches and kill the character of faithful men of God and drag the, from the fringe these new converts just getting into church and undermine and hurt the faith of young Christians. That crowd ought to be shaking in their mama's basement at the fact that God is going to judge that crowd. That's right. No, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just reading you the Bible. The Bible said their damnation slumbereth not. They're not saved, people. No, that crowd that pollutes the gospel, that crowd that's apostate, they are not saved. Their damnation slumbereth not. That's a big statement, but it's right here in the Bible. 
They're making merchandise out of the sheep. They're in the sheep selling business. That's what they're, they're fleecing the sheep. And God didn't spare the angels, and God didn't spare the world in Noah's day, and God didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah, and God isn't going to spare that crowd either. The Bible says, verse number 9, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Thank God for that. I'm glad God can deliver the godly. I'm glad God takes care of his children. God got Noah out of the flood. God got Lot out of Sodom. Amen. God can do it for the child of God today. He knows how to preserve us through peril. But look at the second half of verse number 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly of temptation, but watch here. And to reserve the unjust, that's that apostate false teacher crowd, unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness, and despise government. They don't like authority, that crowd. Apostates don't like authority. Say amen right there. They don't want anybody telling them how to live or what to do or what to wear or when to go to church or how to how to do a church. Say amen right there. They don't want an authority, whether it be God, the pastor, anybody else. They're presumptuous, self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignities. If that doesn't sum up the situation that we see today, then nothing does. This chapter in the Bible is wonderful because it is so relevant to where we're living. Sadly enough, sadly enough, we're living in the generation of apostates, false teachers, false prophets, damnable heresies. And if you're not careful, they will make merchandise of you and use you for their agenda just upon in their devilish game. But the Bible promise to that crowd is God's going to judge you. God's keeping score. And one of these days when God reads your record, God's going to set the wrong things right. And it's a scary day. If God didn't spare the angels, if God didn't spare the, the world in the flood, if God judged Sodom and Gomorrah, God's going to get you. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.